This is the Jason Jones Show, powered by Mudhouse Media. Now, here's Jason Jones. Aloha, everybody, and welcome to the Jason Jones Show. I am your host, Jason Jones, broadcasting from the beautiful hill country of Texas. This show is now the number one show in the world, the number one podcast in the world from the hill country of Texas. Formerly, we were the number one show in the world that was broadcasting from the west side of Oahu. And neither of those statements are necessarily true. They're true as far as I know. I say it, and I always say I don't know if that's true, but it could be true. I'm guessing it is true. You know, <laughs> I'm definitely the number one podcast in the world for my block. In the past month, we've had a, a show that was the number 23rd, uh, was number 23 in the world. Uh, the Afghanistan show number two was uh, that week it came out was number 23 in downloads in the world. So definitely that week we were most, de- we had to be the number one show in the world from the, the uh, hill country of Texas, formerly of the west side of Wahoo. So why am I bringing all this up? Jason, what is up with this bizarre long intro? Well, today is a Hawaii special, but the reason we're doing this is not only because I love Hawaii, but the battle for freedom in the Anglosphere the battle for freedom in the English-speaking world is taking place on three islands. It is taking place in Australia. It is taking place in Hawaii. And it is taking place in New Zealand. These, are, these three island communities are the front line and the global war on tyranny, especially in the English-speaking world. So as goes Hawaii, will go your community, I promise you. So we have to stand with the people of Australia, the people of New Zealand, and the people of Hawaii as they push back. But of course, Hawaii is in the United States of America. And do you know that in Hawaii, starting last week, If you don't have that shot, it's not a vaccine, right? That shot, if you didn't get one of those shots, you need to take a COVID test every 48 hours at your own expense for most people, at your own expense if you want to live like a normal human being. I saw a meme It said it went from 14 days to flatten the curve to three shots to feed your family. And that is really what's happening in Hawaii. And I'm really thinking of doing an entire, starting a separate podcast just based, just on Hawaii. Because I've been swept away by my work, right? My job is, uh, I run the Human Rights Education and Relief Organization. We have two programs, Movie to Movement and the Vulnerable People Project. Movie to Movement, our latest movie, Divided Hearts of America, is going to be on Fox Nation all this fall. So look forward to that. Also, we have three movies, um, one about to be finished, two about to go into production, and uh, a third that we'll be marketing in the, in the fall, I'm sorry, in the spring, and then another movie that I'll be signing on as an executive producer that I can't wait to tell you about this week. Plus, the Vulnerable People Project is overwhelmed with our work 
um, of course, in Afghanistan, but around the world. And uh, so I have neglected my home, Hawaii, where my heart always will be. Not just Hawaii. On the west side of Oahu is where my heart is always beating. We might do a whole separate podcast, separate from the Jason Jones Show, just on Hawaii. But today we're going to have Gary Corduroy on. And Gary is a built, he's an entrepreneur, he's a businessman, a business and community leader in Hawaii, and he is leading the campaign to push back uh, these bizarre orders, uh, this bizarre tyranny that the people of Hawaii are forced to live under. He founded an organization called the Aloha Freedom Coalition. They're having events weekly, I believe, with thousands and thousands of people turning up more and more every week. And even police officers are coming up to them and whispering, hey, thank you for what you're doing. Keep doing this. Keep it up. So we're going to have Gary on. Before we go to the interview, I also want to give you an update on what's happening in Afghanistan. For those of you who have been supporting our work at thegreatcampaign.org, it's the website for the Vulnerable People Project. We have been getting people out even since... uh, even you know, for the past two weeks, we have been successful in getting people out over land. Uh, people are coming out even this week. And uh, I can't wait to tell you more about that. When it's all done, we can talk about what we did, how we did it, and even have some of the folks that our organization had a hand in uh, bringing to freedom, to helping, you know, to... There are folks like this family that's uh, leaving today that uh, they're being hunted. And thanks to those supporters of the Vulnerable People Project, it cost us about $75,000 for a family of five to get them out of the country overland. And then we have costs for safe houses in the countries we bring them to as they're waiting for their visas and moving on to other countries. So it's not cheap and it's, it's not easy. But thanks to the supporters, at the support, the overwhelming support that we have received at thegreatcampaign.org for our work at the Vulnerable Vulnerable People Project, um, we're very grateful that we get to do that work, and so thank you. This episode is also being brought to you by Movie to Movement, promoting a culture of life, love, and beauty through the power of film. Our latest movie, Divided Hearts of America, will be on Fox Nation this fall, but it's also available right now for digital download wherever you download your movies. Go to Amazon or wherever you download your movies, and you can watch Divided Hearts of America, or you can wait and throw a Divided Hearts of America party at your home when it's on Fox Nation. And as always, this episode is being brought to you by that company that brings to you all of my, one of my favorite shows, my favorite non-boxing, non-martial arts podcast in the world is a radio show slash podcast is Eric Metaxas. And you know, Eric Metaxas, he's going to be on my show this, this week and this coming week, you're going to get to hear Eric Metaxas on his new book. And, um, so all of our favorite programs on all of our platforms that we, we listen to shows on, on television, on radio, they're all brought to you by MyPillow. So my show is, I'm privileged to be about, you know, part of this charmed circle of programming brought to you by Mike Lindell's MyPillow. And you had, there's a lot of hosts, like I think Hannity and Bannon, and you could use the code Bannon. You could use the code Hannity. You could use the code Metaxas, but you can't spell Metaxas. At least I cannot spell Metaxas. But if you... Go to the MyPillow.com website, click on the Radio Listener Square. Did you hear that? Oh, my gosh. Horrible. Click on the Radio Listener Square, 
and uh, use the code Jones. You can spell Jones. You cannot spell Metaxas. Now, of course, if you use Metaxas, Hannity, Bannon, you'd still get the deep discounts. But just with those five letters, J-O-N-E-S, use the code Jones and get deep discounts on all the great products, okay? Especially you, Hawaii. This show is just blowing up. I love looking at all the islands. I can see all the folks listening and all the folks downloading. Let's blanket Oahu, the big island, Maui, Kauai. Let's blanket Kohalave. Everyone, wherever you live in Hawaii, I want you right now to get those Giza Dream sheets. So go to uh, MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use the code Jones. All right, here we go. So goes Hawaii, so goes the world. So let's free Hawaii with Gary Corduroy of the Aloha Freedom Coalition. Jason Jones Show. Aloha, uh, Gary Cordery. Welcome to the Jason Jones Show. Uh, aloha, Jason. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Well, as I, or as I should say, the Jason Jones Show in exile. You know, we used to be the number one show in the world from the west side of Oahu. Now we're the number one show in the world from the hill country of Texas. Uh, so the Jason Jones Show <laughs> is in exile, but you are still uh, in occupied Hawaii fighting the good fight. Fighting the fight, that's right. An interesting language, Occupy Hawaii, that's kind of what's going on over here. We're being, uh, you know, oppressed by tyranny from every possible imaginable side. You, you know, I have been, I don't know if you know, but I run an organization, the Vulnerable People Project, and since early August, first of all, I had COVID at the end of July through August, and then we've just been focused on this Afghanistan project, but my phone has been blowing up. People have been asking me to call you and call other folks and do shows on Hawaii. And I wasn't doing shows because I had COVID. And then we were doing, we're in the midst of the Afghan extraction project. I wanted to have you on to just sort of bring our audience up to speed on what has been happening. Because we have folks, this show is several years old. And the Jason Jones Show audience has been there from the very beginning when in late February of 2020, if you remember... I was um, assaulted in front of an urgent care facility when I exposed that they weren't, weren't really doing tests. Right. And, and then yeah, I was I definitely remember. And then I was arrested at the first reopen Hawaii event. And then we left in June of 2020. A friend of mine that worked in the governor's office told us the plan is lo- rolling lockdowns until there's a vaccine and then a vaccine passport. And right. and my wife said to me, you are fighting for a state to be free when the majority of the people don't want to be free. Your first obligation is to your family. We're moving to Texas. That's what she said. And that, that was <laughs> well, in June. That was in June of 2020. And people thought we were rash. Yeah. You might have thought we were rash. I don't know. And, no, I didn't think. I, I think, uh, you know, the entire point of everything we do is about personal liberty, individual liberty, and the ability to do and move and go where you want to go. That's the whole point of the Constitution. That is freedom. Right. But, I mean, in early – when did you realize, Gary, that they were never going to let the people of Hawaii live a normal life again? When did 
without a fight, without pe- the people of Hawaii fighting for their lives back? When did this become permanent? You know, I, I, that you, when did you realize this was great, the new normal? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. I, it, I Like you just said, it began to become obvious that there was something, a different agenda that wasn't about public health. And we started to realize that probably in the February. February, March, you know, we recognize that these emergency mandates, when they, when they, you know, the first round, the 60 day, the initial, initial 60 day order started rolling over without any, without any public feedback, without any legislative oversight. We, I realized, and, and I began, uh, you know, the, the population in general began to realize that, that these mandates and these emergency orders, they really weren't about public health. They were about control. And I said from the beginning and agree with you, that the the passports are a platform. They're not a they're not a they're not related to public health or we're trying to take care of our citizens. They're about a platform to control who's essential and who's non essential. Who gets access to public services and who doesn't. And you know, so the and now we've seen these things become more and more threatening and more and more pervasive to to current day where last week, last Monday we had the rollout of the passport for public workers they have to be vaccinated otherwise they lose their jobs. And now the government has mandated business to enforce their policies, requiring uh, uh, a vaccine passport to enter a place of business. So, uh, you know, yeah, Gary, I want you to set the stage for people. This show yeah. really started out as kind of a show in Hawaii, and our audience was in Hawaii. And yeah. now uh, an ep- our last two episodes ago is the number 23rd downloaded episode in the world. So people are listening all over the world. And, and what's happening in Hawaii, what's happening in Australia, and what's happening in New Zealand, the, the, yeah. the, the world should be paying attention to, right? Because what do Hawaii, New Zealand, and Australia have in common? They're islands. Well, obviously, we're, <laughs> yeah, we're islands in the Pacific. <laughs> and those are the three places in the English-speaking, the Anglosphere, that has this grand tradition of liberty in the English-speaking world that are suffering the most over-the-top oppression. And that's why what yeah. is happening in Hawaii is very important. What's happening in Australia is very important because this is what they would do to us in Texas if they could. But they, right. they can that's do exactly this in Hawaii right. because you're not going to drive to the next state to ignore it. You're stuck. Yeah. So set the right. stage for folks, and even for me, because my nose has been to the grindstone in Afghanistan. So can you tell us what has happened over the past couple of weeks that, that that's really striking and absurd? Well, I, I, you know, I appreciate uh, the thoughtful consideration that where Hawaii is in, in geographic sense is super unique. It's not like any place else in our in our country. You know, we're isolated, we're on an island, we're in a controlled environment. We have a one-party government, a legislative branch, the, the executive, the legislative branch, and the just, judicial branch all, all are, all are in, in, in unity, unison and, and uh, uh, in agreement that this narrative that's been rolled out is the proper thing to do. And in addition, uh, the vast majority of the population is also fully bought in. So we've seen this; uh, these emergency mandates begin to transform into actual actions. And over the last two weeks, we've been with the mayor a number of times. We've been with the legislators. We've been with everybody standing for the liberty of not just Hawaii, but for the nation. We call in ourselves at this point the tip of the spear because we are an example. We are, we are a reflection of what's coming everywhere. So what's going on here over the last couple of weeks, we've had the, the governor continue to roll out and roll over his 60-day emergency order, which has empowered other agencies, Department of Health, Department of Education, uh, uh, private industry, and the mayor's office. They've come, they've all come together, and they're all in agreement 
that these that this COVID SR2, I mean SARS2, is legitimate. Uh, obviously, that that narrative has been exposed as a lie. Everybody everybody who's paying attention knows that. But nevertheless, that's the government's position. That's the mayor's position. And uh, as of last uh, Monday, the 13th, he has a new new order for the for the people of Honolulu and the county of Honolulu, where he's requiring business to enforce a vaccine passport a proof of a vaccination to enter the business or get tested. So you're getting families going to a restaurant. Three of the four are vaccinated and have proof. One can't. And so that person cannot go to that restaurant. This is, this is very divisive. And in addition, they've sent a letter out to business. Let's think about the implication. They've sent a letter to business saying, what time do you open? What time do you close? How many employees do you have? And are you going to enforce this mandate that we're requiring? And if you don't, you have to also acknowledge that we're not going to enforce that. And then they're penalizing them financially if they won't. So you can imagine the database that's being generated by the government on businesses who won't enforce this mandate. So it's causing a great deal of turmoil and upset. Our first responders here have been told by the mayor, you either get a vaccine by, I believe it's October 1st, or otherwise you lose your job. The idea of, of uh, exemptions, they're pressing really hard on the exemption. They're not allowing for exemptions. The only one standing is a religious exemption, but it's so interesting how all of a sudden the government is so interested in my religious faith. So in every aspect of what they're doing, it's an assault. Now, the mayor also said in a, in a newspaper article recently that if this doesn't work in 60 days, this meaning these man, this current mandate, he's going to consider mandating uh, vaccines for the entire population. We confronted him to his face. On Wait, who said that? Who said that? The mayor. Mayor Blangiardi. Do you know this guy? Mayor on the front page of the advertiser said, if this doesn't work in 60 days, we're considering mandated vaccines for the entire population. You know, do you know what's and, bizarre? To me, this this great mystery that they declared victory over COVID because of the vaccination numbers in Hawaii. And then right. 30 days later... They had their first outbreak of COVID, huh? Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, you talk about your guy, you, you are the front line. You really are. You have the first responders and Michael Green, who is the best, most powerful, most respected lawyer in the state of Hawaii, I think. So you've got a great lawyer representing first responders. You had this medical professional that happened during the Afghanistan crisis. I, I, I forget his name, forgive me, who openly who who quit his job walked out on his job and and, and went public that they were fudging yeah. the the numbers on who was vaccinated and who wasn't That's um, right. uh, what was his name adrian adrian yeah what a hero adrian i, you know, I don't remember his last name so there are all but, these heroes uh, yeah. that and i will put myself i exposed i think i launched the film your hospital movement when i filmed uh the in the very first days of this uh, of the covid um what do we want to call it? You know, crisis. I came home from a trip to Washington, D.C., where I was with several people who tested positive, went to the um, down there to the urgent care because I have an elderly mother-in-law, went to get tested, and there was no test site. There was a movie set, and I documented that. So the people in Hawaii have really been standing up, but the local press gives them no coverage. They've been getting more international and national coverage for what they're That's doing, right. and, and I think they are surprised to see so much pushback in the state of Hawaii, yeah, uh, yeah although, I mean, that's really not a, that's, that pushback is really not in the nature of the Aloha State. We're honestly there's a unique 
element about the people of Hawaii. There's a sharing and there's a graciousness about the way that they relate, which is under direct assault. And people are, we're right, we get no local media. We get the media come out uh, to a march where we've had four or 5,000 people, and they'll put a statement out. Oh, there was a couple of hundred people. So it's not an accident that we're going down uh, Kalakaua Avenue in the heart of Waikiki, and the purpose for that is when we go down there, and we expect 10,000 people this Saturday, when we walk down both sides of Kalakaua and we flood the sidewalks with people, if there are flags, you know, declaring freedom, people being free, no masks, all of that, there's thousands of tourists with their Facebook uh, live uh, phones out, video and the whole thing is going worldwide. So it's not an accident that we chose Waikiki, uh, uh, and it's been powerful. But it's really the expression. It's actually the unedited expression of the people of Hawaii. The narrative is everybody believes that the vaccine or the shot is safe and effective, but people really don't believe that. They're being coerced. They're being coerced by the government. Take the shot, lose your job. That's the that's the or take the shot, don't go to school, don't go to college, don't don't, play don't shop, don't go to restaurants, don't, don't go to the that's gym, right. don't go to church. Exactly right. In the state of Hawaii right now. And I have been told you're supposed to be allowed to go in for 15 minutes. What a bizarre rule. Yeah. Um, right. But I have been told by friends that no one is following that rule. You are not allowed in for one second without that Vax card. So you cannot go to the uh, grocery yeah. store. You cannot go. Um, no, 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 that's a little bit of an overreach. Not, it's not the grocery store yet, but oh, I will say that oh, no, Foodland, we're, okay. Farms, Foodland Farms within Foodland Farms uh, they said that you can't go into that common eatery without a vaccine. So it's just you restaurants. So you can go to grocery stores. You can go to grocery stores, but that's a point of contention. People are raising that question. And, and interestingly enough, in the direct question, the mayor does not answer that question. This is a guy that ran on reopening Hawaii. Yeah, that's right. This is a guy that ran so, as a conservative. I felt guilty yeah, for backing Stonebreaker. I, I got behind Bud and... Um, he actually announced his candidacy on this show, I believe. And, uh-huh. and I thought, well, you know, maybe we should all get behind Blangiardi. He has the best chance, and Blangiardi won. And then I was very hopeful for this guy. I don't yeah. know what it is in Hawaii where they just conform. And I don't know why well, you know, they're the not law, ans- law. asking the Are the people of Hawaii asking the question, how is it that we did not have a COVID outbreak until we had vaccinated the vast majority of our population? Is anyone in Hawaii asking that question? You know, I think every question, every possible question is being asked along those lines. We've, con- we've asked for a town hall. The mayor actually agreed. But more importantly, I asked the mayor, Mayor, do you have any idea about the consequences of these mandates that you're rolling out? Have you thought through the social consequences of what you're saying? This is face-to-face on the steps of Honolulu Holly. And his answer was no. I said, Mayor, I said, you actually haven't thought through what it means to take people's rights arbitrarily, imposing these kinds, no, I, he has not thought about it. The same answer is true when I ask him, do you have any paid position, any person within the within the staff of the Honolulu City County Mayor's Office that's actually looking at the, of other people's point of view? The answer, no. He has no paid person giving him any advice. So he's just, you know, the narrative has been rolled out. You know how it is here, Jason. This is a one-party state. You toe the line. You try to buck that line, and the, lies, the, the long knives, they come out. And so I think the mayor has had a super rude awakening with regard to how he could stand. I, I really do believe the mayor had that, had that uh, in his campaign, was a promise, I believe that. But I also know that the long knives have come out. You see it every time somebody uh, steps up to, uh, to the narrative. There was a, 
Department of Health head of Maui, uh, Dr. Kang, who stood up and said, you know, we should be offering therapeutics. Within two or three days, five leading senators from the state of Hawaii called for his resignation and the revocation of his license. This is the kind of stuff that's going on. So this threat campaign, this coercion campaign from the top down is pervasive, and people are afraid here. So we must stand. We're standing. Do you know that they, 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 this COVID crisis, and, and I think it's the same in New Zealand as well, that in, in, in Polynesian culture, Pacific Island culture, it's a communitarian culture. It's a family culture. And like you said, and there was with the plantation system, if you were to speak up, you would be destroyed. Your family would be destroyed, right? There were a few families that had all the power. And, right. and, and in New Zealand, they call it, you know, chop down the tall poppies. And so mm-hmm. there is just sort of this go along to get along. Be careful because if I stick up too much that it's not only going to hurt me, it's going to hurt my entire family. And, and that's why I think what we're seeing in Hawaii is this, 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 this clampdown. But what, what is striking is groups like yours, and there are several groups that's right, and um, that are standing up, and that these first responders, how many now? I think 2,000 have signed on to this. Yeah, you know, it's not just the first responders. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's every industry. The, the, the people within these industries who don't believe in this shot are standing up. Uh, the airline industry, the hotel workers industry, uh, all travel industry in general. The education industry or, you know, groups, uh, first responders in, in every form, whether it's HPD, HSD, uh, you know, water safety, all of these, all of these groups are standing up. And interestingly enough, we've seen businesses not being able to open. You, we went to Petco the other day and they, they had the doors were, were, the doors were locked and there was a note that we can't open till 12. We don't have any employees. Yeah, we so, need to, it's easy for me to say I work for myself. Uh, but yeah. I, I really challenge everyone to hold tight. There was a World Economic Forum uh, internal document that leaked, I think, a couple of weeks ago that they're panicked at how many people are holding firm not to get this shot and how yeah. it, it's going to cause economic collapse in the West. And um, so let it be. You know, the Jones family, yeah, I teach my be, kids, we have a motto. We live small so we can live large. We live small so we can live free. And so a lot of people are, a lot of my friends who did all the right things in life, they got the, they went and got the conventional degree to get the conventional job because they just wanted security. They now are having to really with a lot of courage, walk away from their careers. A friend of mine, who's a fighter pilot, a friend of mine who works for a a government three-letter agency. These people are walking away from their jobs and I look at them, they did everything right. You know, they got the right degree. They got a, That's right. They went into a career that would provide security. And then all of a sudden now, that all can be taken away from them. And they're going to have to make these decisions. If you own a business that employs over 100 people, you're going to have to make a decision. What do you do? Yeah. You know, and these are, and, and I think we all need to hold firm and win this battle. If, if we give in, uh, you know, each one of us standing strong makes it easier for the next person to stand strong. And we can bring this, this economy to its knees. In New York City, uh, they can't deliver babies in hospitals because uh, the nurses aren't going to get the shot. Yeah, that's a, I mean, it's a tremendous problem here, too, because when you go, if you get injured here in Honolulu and you go to the hospital, you cannot get care unless you have a vaccination. This Think is unbelievable. That. I show up at the, I show up at the uh, ER with a broken leg 
and I don't have a vaccination, then I sit on the sideline. Sorry. Sorry, we're not going to do that. So we have an entire medical team now working on the legal aspects, but also trying to work on therapeutics, giving the people the opportunity and understanding of what can be done without these protocols that are killing people in our hospitals. Now, that sounds really hard, but that's exactly what's going on. I have a personal friend who would not, the doctors would not allow him to say, order his own protocols. But when he had to take the full, full count of five, uh, of five rounds of rendithamir, and now he's, his feet don't work. He has, he has underlying diabetes where they said, no, no therapeutics. You will take this. This is our protocol. You take it. Now he's at home two days out of the hospital, and his feet don't work. There's utter despair going on in the lives of people. And we need, actually, Jason, I'm going to tell you the truth. We need the folks on the mainland that are listening to this call to flood Hawaii's legislators with outrage. And go to our page, alohafreedom.org, and donate. We're fighting the fight, and we're spending every penny that we have. We have no corporate bath. We have no deep pockets. We have people who sign up to give 100 No, people don't understand about Hawaii, and I'm going to put the link uh, for your yeah. organization in the show notes. What people don't understand in, in the 90s when we were fighting, you know, we would always be the experiment for the radical left uh, with same-sex yeah. marriage, with um, assisted suicide and euthanasia. I'd been battling assisted suicide in Hawaii since the mid-90s. And we would have money from all over the world flood our little state. And it would be, you know, Filipino plantation workers in the Knights of Columbus writing us $30 checks and we were That's having right. to fight the most powerful interests from around the world that were battling against our culture. I mean, assisted suicide and abortion are so strikingly against the culture of Hawaii. Not just yeah. Hawaiian culture, but Polynesian culture generally and Pacific Island culture. And yet, yeah. the culture yeah. of death, we're a small state, we're a one-party state, and so they know they can just, you know, they only have to buy a few. And our state house seats are so cheap. You can win a state house seat for $20,000, $10,000. Um, compare that to California in the legislative body to win a seat. It can cost you as much as to winning the governor's race in Hawaii. So yeah. they push these social causes. And so now, again, Hawaii is um, all of the abuses that the people of Hawaii are suffering, they have planned for the rest of the country. But if we can push them out of Hawaii, if we could break the back, you know, and then they, they they want us to come too, right? So this is the interesting thing. They're running ads saying, come and work in Hawaii. If, you know, you're allowed to remote work, why not work from an Airbnb here or from a hotel here? They're doing that. Meanwhile, they're torturing the folks in Hawaii. Yeah. So it's creating a lot of animosity between, um, you know, people who are under these severe rules then they see tourists to just going out and about and it's not the tourists fault. Of course they, they watched an ad or they literally got right. an email saying, come work in Hawaii. Um, yeah. But it's creating this animosity. And a lot of these videos between locals and tourists are, you know, going viral. Um, and this is going to be forever devastating to the economy of Hawaii, isn't it? You know, the, the, another lockdown is in the, they're having conversations about another lockdown. So we, you know, our, we barely survived the first lockdown. There was a thousand businesses on, in Hawaii that went out of business uh, from the, the consequences of the first lockdown. They're talking about another lockdown. There's, there's a lot of conversations. You know, a lot of it's just hearsay. And, but I can tell you that the, the, the sense here it, it, within the people 
they know this is dark and they know that they're 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 meaning the legislative branch the governor the mayor the lieutenant governor libby charge department of health they know that they have an agenda they've already made up their mind they have made up their mind so the only the only stand we have is we the people we we the people must stand together in unity across the board and interestingly enough even in the american revolution only 33 of the people 33 percent of the people actually agreed with the idea of the revolution. So we're having a peaceful revolution here with a small percentage of the people who agree. Nevertheless, uh, when people stand in unity, there's power. And so we're, we're gonna continue to be the tip of that spear. And we're and like you said a moment ago, there's numerous organizations from people to people getting together to uh, people, organizations across all the islands that are, that are rising up. And we don't, we don't, want, we don't want conflict. We don't want blood in the streets. We want liberty for the people. A law freedom coalition is about freedom. It's about aloha. It's about self-government. It's about uh, liberty for everybody who's those who shares those values. So you don't have to be in Hawaii to have this to support this stand. Across the nation, there are liberty-loving people all over the nation. I was on uh, Lindell TV yesterday with a, a, a legislator from Montana. He told us on the program, on Samara's program, that they were using Hawaii as a negative example to pass legislation in Montana outlawing passports. I had to laugh out loud, and yet it was, it's so pathetic and it's so sad that Honolulu is now uh, an example of what not to do. Yeah, no, so that, you remind people, so you know, I wrote an article in uh, early on during before the first lockdown, the f first weeks of the, the first lockdown, about how this is going to lead to food shortages. And even in the United States, we had lines for seven miles, cars lined up for seven miles for free food during the yeah. first lockdown. I was back home. I came back to Honolulu a couple of months ago, uh, two months ago, because a friend of mine committed suicide. He worked in the service industry. He was a very yeah. joyful person that was a people person that was always working in the restaurants. And he was even like, a, you know, he would rap, he would, he would work at Chuck Steakhouse then he would rap for the tourists and dance. And then he would have a hot dog stand outside of the nightclubs at night. Just a really smart guy, really hardworking guy. And driven into despair and depression during the shutdown. Committed suicide mm. recently. I was walking down the street, down Waikiki, eight weeks ago to my hotel. My buddy, who's HPD, pull, uh, a police officer, pulls over. Jason, what are you doing back in town? I jump in his car. We go driving around. We're driving, I'm driving around in Waikiki. In a police car. And uh, he says to me, um, I told him why I was in town. He said, Jason, we have had, we have more suicides now than you wouldn't believe. He says, yep. it's not being reported. He says, probably every week is the equivalent to the previous year uh, uh, and wow. suicides. And this was just in Waikiki. He said, how many suicides we have a week was like the previous year. And Hawaii cannot survive another lockdown. The other thing is, what is it doing to the children? You know what made me really decide to move? It's going to sound strange. I was reading Aristotle, and it said that you, the regime in which you live changes your second nature. There's your, your nature. Mm. There's, a, there's a second nature to human beings, and the regime changes your character, changes your nature. I said to my wife, I'm not going to allow, and people thought I was crazy because the lockdown had only been like eight weeks at this point when we told people we were leaving. I said, this isn't going to end, and... This is going to change my children. I want my children running outside, playing, doing sports and activities, living a normal life, not wearing masks. And since the day we got to Texas over a year ago, 
no masks for my kids, no social distancing, all the activities of life, just like normal. Nothing is, so now things are normal. If they'd have been in Hawaii, it would have been a year of insanity and it would have changed who yeah. they are. Do you see people's personalities and especially children? Do you, do you notice it? Or are you being a part of it? Do you think you're being changed too? Are you, is, uh, cause I went yeah, back I, and all my friends seemed different. They just didn't seem to yeah. be the people I remembered. You know, I think there's a toll. People are all paying a toll, an emotional toll. Uh, the, the level of anxiety and the level of frustration continues uh, continues to grow, and that's because we have a mixed message and bad policies, and people who are making bad decisions that are that don't account for the well-being of the of the people of Hawaii. We, I, I heard the story a couple of days ago where where one kid wouldn't wear his mask, so his teacher, a public school in Kailua, sent that kid outside and made him do laps by himself in the courtyard area with a mask on and let the other kids watch. See, that's how I, I go to, this is why I homeschool, because that would have ended exactly in right. me another, going to prison. I'd have gone to prison, because I'd have taken that teacher's right. face and run it through that's a right. wall. And another kid says this, another kid says this to his mom, Mommy, I... I don't, I don't like, I don't understand. I, said, I, I talked to my teacher, but my teacher, my teacher doesn't know what I look like. Wow. These, so when you wow. say, talk about the emotional toll of our kids, I drive down the street, I go by schools, I see the kids sitting, you see it on the news, kids with their social distancing, sitting in a classroom. I'm talking four, first, second, kindergartners, third graders, separated in their classroom, wearing masks. You think this no. is, you would think this is China. This is the Department of Education in Honolulu, Hawaii, Hawaii, the, one of the states of our union. And and so you see families. I see families in church. Mom, dad, there, other brother and sister, all without masks, but one son with a mask. And the and the despair of that family and over that son wearing their mask is immeasurable. We will not be able to measure this. Our, this generation is going to grow up not knowing how to interact with another human being because most most conversation is not verbal. You know, it's recognition. It's expression. It's the joy. It's a smile. It's the sadness. It's the frown. It's a tear. But our kids are being trained to be indifferent and disconnected. No, this we, is a policy. You know, this, this is a strategy. A lot of people listen to the show in Hawaii. I love, as soon as the shows go up, it's like the whole state of Hawaii lights up with that downloads. You folks need to push back because the damage is irreparable to your children, especially. Imagine if you wear a cast on your arm to pervert its shape, right? They used to do this. They would take children, orphans, and they would, they would put casts on them to make them look crippled. And they would make them crippled and deformed so they could put them in circuses or put them out to beg in the street. They would, perp they would purposely deform children. Well, that's mm. what you're doing when you put masks on them, when you make them social distance, yep. when you trap them in front of a computer 24-7. We have all these, these, uh, these news stories about Zoom fatigue for adults, you know, because we have to do conference calls, and I hate them. I get it. Yeah. Uh, but right. our kids, that's all they have is Fortnite with their friends, and, um, and then they're doing class online, or they're going to class, and they, they're having to wear masks you know, during these beautiful years of their life, you know, there was a junior high kid who committed suicide in Hawaii before we left. This is very early on. And in the suicide letter, we know because it was in our community, 
he wrote, I miss my friends. Yep. So that's a dramatic, this, this child reacted to this, the same experience every child in Hawaii has been suffering under now for over a year. Um, and he reacted, but that's like the canary in the coal mine. If you have one child that you know of committing suicide weeks into the lockdown because he misses his friend, then you know yep. it's damaging every child, in, permanently changing their character. Yeah, and, yeah, and I'm a father. Yeah. You're not doing this to my kid. I will fight you. You're not. Yep. You're not perverting. You're not uh, deforming my child. And the people of Hawaii are letting. If you want to stay in your house with your mask and have to get a COVID test uh, just to go to Duke's, um, <clears throat> then that are they? They're they are letting people get tests, right? But they have to be like with every two days. You have to, yeah. Well, you have to pay for your test. It has to be within, I believe, a week. A week? Uh, uh, within a week of your... Uh, no, wait a minute. It has to be within two days of the of the visit to the establishment. It's a week for the employee. So if you're an employee and you don't want to take this shot, you have to test weekly. If you're a person, a, a citizen that wants to go and have a have a, a steak at Duke's, you have to be tested within two days and you have to have proof of your test. And, you know, and I, I would go, I would go back to what you were talking about with this mask and the kids, and and what's going on in the hearts. We have people, uh, professionals, uh, you know, uh, that that understand the the dimension and the and the devastation that's going on within our families. Our my next door neighbor, he's a senior in high school. He wants to go to a D1 school. His coach tells him, "You cannot play on this football team unless you take a mask and uh, take you take this shot." His parents are absolutely opposed to vaccines in general, just not to mention this one that's supposed to be safe and effective and is neither. So now they have this in incredible conflict in their home. The son sees his future at a D1 school. The parents are absolutely opposed to to a, a vaccine of any type. And this kid is forced, he's coerced by his coach to take the shot. So that picture magnified by a million people is exactly what you're describing. And, uh, you know, the results uh, are, are going to be devastating. And I would say that last week we had 5,000 people going up to, up, to, up Waikiki. This is not a group of adults. This is a group of families. There's kids, moms with strollers. Nothing in Hawaii kids. is a group of individuals, by the way. No, it's Nothing. It's, it's you exactly never – that's the beautiful thing about Hawaii. You know, I, when I moved there at 17, then I became a teen dad. One of the things that was first striking to me is I always like to go to the movies by myself. Friday and Saturday night in the mainland, when we were kids, hordes of teenagers at the theater. Um, yeah. and, and Hawaii, you go to a theater, I mean, I don't know if anyone goes to movies anymore, but, you know, in the 80s and 90s when I moved to Hawaii, it was moms, dads, nieces, nephews, cousins, uh, and, and, of course, yeah. the, the crying newborn. That's the beautiful thing about Hawaii. So when you hear 5,000 people in Hawaii, guys, it's not like a mainland protest uh, where it's, you know, no, no, no. These are, these are, it's, it's 5,000 people composed of families. That's right. You know, and that is the stand. Honestly, the reason I do this, uh, Jason, and the reason that many people do this is not for themselves. I'm 62. I could eat peanut butter to get through this thing, but I have seven grandkids, all under the age of 11. That, this is an, this is a, a, a this is not uh, going to happen to my grandkids. They actually left like you. They actually went to Utah. But for the sake of those who are here currently, we, we're going to stand. And, and I'm, I'm imploring all of those who are hearing this, uh, hearing this radio program, will you please engage with your community? You must start now. 
this 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 kind of nightmare, this darkness is coming to your town. So you ought to start getting with your legislators, with your city council, with those who are in powers of and positions of authority to make policy. You should start seeding the liberty now, because I can tell you this narrative is pervasive. It's well financed. It's across the board. You hear Biden, you know, you hear him, you hear Big Pharma, you hear the medical industry, you hear all of that. It's all aligning. So they're coming to your town. They're coming to a town near your door. So, you know, stand with us. We are the tip of the spear. We are fighting for your freedom. It's not just for Hawaii. It's not just for California, but for Texas. And Texas and these other states, you're a great inspiration for us. We hear back from you, from people that we know and love. Keep fighting, keep standing, keep working. And we, 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 we long for the day when we can walk out our door and be free. And so I can tell you, Jason, your, your decision to go to uh, Texas, and I have, I have uh, nothing but admiration for people who take a stand, get clear about their commitment, and actually cause their commitment. So I, I, you know, I have nothing but admiration for that. But I can tell you, the vast majority of people here in Hawaii do not have that option. No, I understand that. You know, and they, they don't have the capacity, the financial ability, or, or the job security to leave what they've known. You for can't leave because you live in a home. You know, yeah. the average home in Hawaii has seven people on the mortgage. That doesn't make sense to people on the mainland. They, they can't even yeah. wrap their mind around that. So yeah. you've got a family living in a house together with cousins, aunts, uncles, grandma, grandpa. That's Hawaii. And in a way, that allows them to suffer a lot more too, right? Because you have community because you're all there together. And if half of you lose your job, somebody's working. So that is another advantage that totalitarian thugs have. The culture of Hawaii allows families to survive this better. You know, another you talked about your, your event was 5,000 families. Another interesting thing about Hawaii is when families do break, they fall to the street together. You, you don't have, a lot of the homeless people are from the mainland. But you will, you know, with my homeless ministry in Hawaii, we're working with a lot of families that fell to the street together. They're broken together. Yeah. And, and that's something that's very unique about Hawaii. But yeah, it's, it's not easy for someone just to leave. Um, you just can't just leave. We were in that position. And I told my friends, and Gary, I don't know if you've seen, but I, I promised them, I said, I'm not leaving Hawaii. I'm deploying to the mainland, and I'm not going to stop yeah. fighting for Hawaii yeah. one second. And yeah. well, we, Dana, we, that's, that's a, that is the stand, Jason. That is, that, you know, that is, a, that is a, a tangible stand that people can you know, work with the people who live here who they know here. We have numerous friends who have relocated from here to the mainland in various areas, but their hearts are still here. They, they understand what it means, the Aloha spirit for the families here, what it means to stand together. And they also understand that we're isolated. We talked about food. We have two days of food supply. We import 90% of our food via matching containers. So with, you know, so people are hooing up. People are, gathering their relationships they're understanding what it means the importance of of your neighbor what it means to be able to go to your neighbor and say Can tell them what it means to who we up who we up tell them what it means to so who yeah so yeah who is an interesting word not well known in, in the mainland but it's a group of people who come together and and they share their lives so we have this group in our afc a law coalition they were their hui groups so there's 10 15 of these groups but they represent three four five hundred people they're geographic in nature they're your neighbors they're your friends and they're exchanging phone numbers. 
But getting back to the place where if I need a, a cube of butter or some milk, I just go to my neighbor, my hooey. So, you know, it's, this is a beautiful thing that's going on. The reason it's going on is not beautiful, but it is provoking people to re-engage in relationships. You know, people are getting back to farming. They're understanding that food supply is, if they can control where we go to eat, then they can control how what kind of food we're going to be, we're going to have, you know, as an option. So, uh, you know, it, it is, uh, people are taking, I don't want to use drastic measures, but I think they're taking sober measures, sober, sober and thoughtful considerations about what it means to live outside the government's purview. So, well, know. here's the facts. Hawaii is the furthest place in the world from any place in the world. They produce right. less than 5% of their own food, although 30 years ago, 40 years ago, we were a net food exporter. But thanks That's to right. international trade agreements like GATT 94, uh, the state of Hawaii was removed from the ag industry. Uh, not that the folks of Hawaii, just as the families that had been working in the plantation in the fields were beginning to work their way up into management, into hotel management, just as all that was happening, our local ag industry was swept away, local ownership of hotels was swept away, and now upward mobility was drastically limited to the people in Hawaii. Because um, yeah. even if you go to the hotel chains to go up, you have to leave the state. I mean, it's up and out. You go to Marriott or you go, it's just a sad way it is. And this is what all happened in the 90s. And then you have the Jones Act. So, you know, we are, um, that the, the requires ships to go past us in both directions. Um, so when, when you have a monopoly on shipping and you have to import 95% of your food and you're the furthest place in the world from any other place in the world, um, you're in trouble. So it's, it's very prudent to have enough food in your house to last you months. So we had six months in the house. Uh, early on, I did a podcast on this and I wrote an article on Hawaii's food insecurity. And with Tiana El Sierra, we've launched an organization, Hawaii Food Security. And, um, you know, people people listened and, and they've been sending me photos of their homes in Hawaii that they've turned their backyards into their farming because their families That's had right. this memory. They they come they were they were farmers, right? And you remember yeah. how wonderful the best time of the year every year was the ag fair. And I miss those days, you know, when the, the we had the huge farm fair. And yeah. it was the biggest fair. It was bigger than the, the, the state fair. It's the biggest thing because it was the industry in the state. A lot of memory. So folks are tapping into those memories, that knowledge. And um, they're starting to, there's a lot of folks that are farming. My daughter started in Waikiki uh, for the, the restaurant she worked at. They just started growing their own uh, fruits and vegetables on the roofs, <laughs> you know, right there in Waikiki yeah. on the roofs of the hotels. So this is very prudent, and I'm glad to hear that people are hooying up because another yeah. lockdown will be devastating for the state. Yeah, you know, so you know, we're hoping that doesn't happen, and we're hoping of our presence here in the streets and in other numerous ways. You know, we we are working with business here. We're we're, we're we have a database of businesses who are not going to comply. So we're we're developing these databases where the people of Hawaii can go and flood these businesses and double tip you know, and make these businesses the most profitable entities in our communities so that other businesses who are shunning and segregating society, they'll see a tangible line at the door. And it's already going on. We're going business to business, offering them information and placards for their windows that they will not comply. Now, that's a huge stand for a business who's going to be 
punitively uh, uh, fined by the state if they don't comply. So Our business is this, putting those placards out. They are. Well, you Praise know, God. You, it's hard. You go to you go to twenty, thirty businesses, and you might get one or two. But there is a, a building oh, database God. of businesses who are not going to comply, and so it's going to be one of our missions to to make sure that that business, business is not just successful but exceedingly abundantly successful. And, and that and we're working really hard with the medical industry trying to give therapeutics and give information for for people to have access to therapeutics so that they don't have to go check into to a hospital that has a protocol that basically has nothing that provides nothing for SARS. Uh, so there's all these avenues that we're working really hard in. We're, you know, we'll be looking really hard at 22, the election. Uh, but right now, currently, what's before us now is this lockdowns, these mandates, these passports. Yeah, are they going to let candidates for office in 2022 go to campaign events unless they're vaccinated? Can you imagine that? I doubt it. I doubt it. Can you, you imagine? Know, they, I, I might, Gary, I might announce that I'm running for office in Hawaii just to come make them arrest me for going to campaign <laughs> events. Good. Because, like, yeah, the first time they arrested me, which my buddy framed. I'm looking at it right now. It's on the wall. It has pride of place in my office, me in handcuffs, yeah. on the front page of the Star Advertiser. Of course, I wasn't charged. They never even filed charges, right? They That's right. They, didn't even, they, they sent me my money back. They sent me an apology letter. By the way, they sent me an apology letter, which was sweet. And, uh, you know, and I went to jail for a couple hours, and I made a rosary. I took the toilet paper, and I made a rosary for my kids as a prison souvenir. <laughs> I, I did. I may. So I might have to. I might have to announce that I'm running for office, and I'm going to go to camp. I want them to arrest me for campaigning without being vaccinated. Could you imagine that? Yeah, I. You know, I, I won't be surprised because you know a lot of this. A lot of this push is not. You know, it's not. It's not overt. It's covert. It, you know, this line is not overt. It's commissioned. It's not obvious. They just don't. They don't tell the truth. They don't tell the whole truth. They withhold information. They withhold adverse reactions. They withhold the actual account of what's going on in the hospitals. Look, Marvin they Hagler died hospital. from the vaccine. They covered uh, – Hank Aaron died from the vaccine. Yeah. It's so right. obvious because it was happening on Twitter. Then they delete the tweets. Yeah. They cover it up. But then a, a, a conservative talk show host dies from COVID pneumonia, and it's a national yeah. news story. Hank Aaron yeah. and marvelous Marvin Hagler died from the vaccine, and it swept under the rug. We just want That's the right. truth. You know, look, right. I had COVID. I got COVID pneumonia. I almost died. I tell my friends, and I did the protocol, you can get COVID and you can die, okay? You get pneumonia, you can die. This is what it is. That's right. Um, well, and that's true. I'm all for Let's tell people the whole truth. People are dying from the vaccine. That is also true. Why, right. aren't, why aren't we allowed to say that? We're not saying that, that COVID, this Delta variant, God knows what it is. I know that I've yeah. been traveling the world for a year and a half going to huge events and I didn't get COVID until everyone in my community was vaccinated around me. No one in Hawaii got, there was no COVID in Hawaii until they got to 70% vaccinated. Then it, it's an outbreak. Israel is having this ridiculous outbreak. Now they're talking about, I don't know if you saw the news story, you may have to get a booster shot a week, a booster shot a week. Yeah. And, but that's not all folks. You'll have to take an, uh, a dot, Pfizer's creating a daily a pill that you'll have to take along with your weekly wow. booster shot. I haven't heard that. I yeah, heard it just, that. It just I broke. I this... do know that there's a, there's, a, there's a rollout. You know, Pfizer has a pill already in production. Hasn't even been submitted to the FDA. It's already in production. Yeah, I think so, it's ivermectin, you know, vitamin C, and zinc is what it's going to be. Yeah. 
and Pfizer will wrap. But, uh, you know, so this reality actually, re, you know, affirms that this is not this is not a Hawaii issue. This is not a Texas issue. This is a global issue, and it's going to take a global stand from people. And it's happening around the world. Germany has stood up. They've canceled their thing. Sweden, they canceled the UK, their thing. The UK stood the UK up. The UK is canceling. Uh, you know, Japan has all of a sudden realized that this that this shot is is a, is a full uh, a farce and a manufactured crisis. So one by one, people are standing up. It, it, only in the West where these big corporations are founded, where their big dollars are actually being uh, disseminated to the executives, that's the, that's the stronghold. So we're standing, as people in the U.S., it's the stronghold. We live in the stronghold, the love of money. So, you know, the scripture says it's the love of money is the root of it's all. It's sorrowful, it's isn't money. it? No it, problem. And it's thousands of people. Who are making right. little selfish decisions to make a little more money? That's right. So I, you know, so our, you know, Jason, I am so appreciate what you're doing. And uh, again, I, you know, as much as you can broadcast what's going on here, it's a benefit to the entire nation. Uh, you, our stand together. When I say together, I mean all those who are aware that liberty is at risk must stand together. We must stand in unity. For a different tomorrow, we must change the direction. I told the mayor to his face, Mayor, you know, these consequences, you must change the direction. We're not really about making the mayor wrong. We're about creating an opportunity for him to change his. By the way, do you know Mayor Blangiardi told me he listens to this podcast? This was like a year and a half ago before I saw him, right? This is a true story. I was coming from the boxing gym, walking into the grocery store. He, he rolled up on me. He goes, you're looking really good. <laughs> that was like in a tank top. He's like, you've been working, you work out. I said, yeah, mayor. He's, and he said, oh, I listen to your podcast. This guy was running as a free, free Hawaii candidate. Yeah. I hope mayor, yeah, you're right. still listening. Like, tell the truth. Stop the gaslighting. Tell Be the, the hero of the state of Hawaii. Be the hero. That's right. You know, when mayor That's Fossey right. stood up to them, they tried to frame him up for a crime. These are in the, in the early seventies. This is That's how right. these people I mean, are. Yeah. This is how, and I get it. Look, they destroyed you know, Mayor, uh, Mayor Fossey was a friend of mine. I know what they did to Mayor Fossey when he stood up to the establishment in Hawaii. These are very corrupt, very evil people. They're very meek, you know, very, very quiet, and they will slit your throat. And I saw, I didn't see, I was a child, what they did to Mayor Fossey, but Mayor Fossey and I had a lot of conversations about how when he stood up to the establishment in the state, they tried to take him down. But he was a tough guy, and he defeated them. And Mayor Blangiardi, he can defeat them. And if it's not Mayor Blangiardi, then maybe you, Gary, run. Someone needs to run. And I love, and I have to, actually, I'm looking at the clock. I have an emergency dental appointment I've been trying to get for a week um, that I got to get to. But I'm watching what is going on in Hawaii, and you are right. If you guys win, we won't have to battle. They will surrender. That's right. If we defeat them, really the forces of global tyranny have descended on the state of Hawaii. And the people are being smothered and suff- suffocating. And when I talk to my daughter, she will never leave. She has a business there, and she will never leave. And she has her grandma and grandpa there and her whole family there. She will never leave. And after this latest passport nonsense, I called her, are you ready to move to Texas? She's like, never, Dad. So if I will, I, I will not allow my oldest daughter to live in tyranny. And, um, and I know you guys are going to win. We just need to let the world see. And the victories yep. in the U.K., Victories in Germany, we will have victory in, in Australia. They're battling back, and you guys have become. It's it's interesting for me to sit back and watch from Texas and see how 
those of you battling in Hawaii are, are, are capturing the world's attention. So I just want to thank you for that, Gary. Well, you know, I, it's, not, it's certainly not a, a badge we want to wear. We would rather not do this. We would rather have liberty. I can tell you in our heartbeat, I would drop this in a millisecond if it stopped. I would gladly support anybody who will stand that way. So, you know, I appreciate, Jason, your, your time on the phone this morning. Uh, just know that the people of Hawaii are standing, the, the people of, of this great nation. You can stand with us. You can go to our website. You can hit that donate button. Somebody out there can write me a check or write ASC a check for a million dollars. We're going to the TV. We're developing TV programs now. It's cost about 200K per, per, uh, per event. So, you know, if people want to really seriously, you hear this message, this resonates to you, you have those kind of resources. We can use the stand. We will, we will, we will be wise and spend the money uh, efficiently and targeted. And uh, so however people want to support us, that would be fantastic. You're, and Gary, I know you've been putting, I know you have been putting your money where your mouth is. And I know a lot of these small business, other small business owners that are partnering with you are putting their money yep. where their mouth is as their businesses are being crushed. So That's right. I, I want to thank you for everything you've done. I'm, I'm going to wrap this show up, put your link in the show notes so people can support you. And then I'm going to go have, uh, you know, when you box as a kid in your whole life, they don't tell you that in your 40s and 50s, it's just relentless problems. <laughs> they don't tell the you that, oh, of, all your mouth. All, show up a decade later. <laughs> no, right? They didn't tell me that, yeah, you're going to have no bone in your face by the time you're 50, which is the reality. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. And because I still box yeah. and spar, I, I, I am trying to be prudent and not get too much dental work. But I just don't like the pain. So I'm going to go get this <laughs> well, taken care of. And um, and I just want to thank you, Gary. And I look forward to – I'll be in Hawaii in the next couple of months. Looking forward to seeing you. All right. All right, Jason. I appreciate your time on the phone. Your blessing. Thank you for your stand. And thank you for the, the, the declarations that you make for freedom for the people. So I appreciate that. It's an invaluable asset to all of the people. So uh, I just wish you great aloha. Uh, and uh, Aloha to you and tell all my friends there. You know who they are. I love them and I miss them. Yeah, and I, right. I miss Hawaii with every breath. God bless you. All right, guys, you see that. You know, it's not just that I love Hawaii. You love Hawaii, too. Everyone loves Hawaii. It's that really Hawaii is the tip of the spear. And Gary and his organization and his friends are fighting for us. If we defeat vaccine passports in Hawaii, you will never have to worry about a vaccine passport. And that is why I wanted to have Gary on. And also, my phone has been blowing up. I've been so drowning in Afghanistan that I know a lot of my friends in Hawaii were upset with me that I, they th that I thought I forgot about their battle. I did not. So I wanted to have Gary to bring us up to speed. And if any of that got lost on you guys, you need to get tested every 48 hours if you want to go to restaurants, right? If you want to go to public place. Every 48 hours, unless you are vaccinated. Hawaii really had no COVID to speak of until they reached 70% vaccination. This is a fact. They declared victory against COVID, then 30 days later... After everyone got their vaccine, there was this outbreak. You tell me about that. Explain that to me. I don't know. It seems kind of strange to me. Seems kind of seems kind of strange to me. I wrote my book, The Race to Save Our Century, that you can get with a donation of any kind at thegreatcampaign.org, uh, any size today. You donate. I will send you my book. And in this book, I, I got the idea for it in the 90s, and it's about the genocides, democides, and total wars of the 20th century and how we can prevent worse tyranny 
more horrible wars and greater genocides in the 21st. So when I first pitched this to the publisher, they're like, you're, you're eccentric, Jason. You're a kook. There won't be these types of genocides and democides and wars in the 21st century. We won't see this kind of tyranny. Okay, of course, now we know there are 3 million Uyghurs in concentration camps. They're having their organs harvested. We witnessed the genocides of the Yazidi and the Chaldeans and Assyrians in Iraq, suffering in Syria. Okay, we, we've witnessed all that. Now, you yourself are required to get an experimental vaccine to go to work or you will lose your job, all right? But I wrote that book for my love of Hawaii. I had this strange thought as an undergraduate at the University of Hawaii that if we see the types of wars in the 21st century like we saw in the 20th, if we see the rise of totalitarianism in the 21st century like we saw in the 20th, that my little island community, the state of Hawaii, will suffer more than anyone. And I thought to save my family, to save Hawaii, we have to save the world. And that's why I wrote that book. Strangely, and now look, the state of Hawaii is smack dab in the middle of this global struggle for freedom. Um, this episode has been brought to you by the Vulnerable People Project. We are fighting, and we have some really exciting in our initiative in Afghanistan. We've had a lot of progress the past couple of days. I can't wait to tell everyone what we've been doing um, when we can tell you, and uh, hopefully soon. Uh, but it's we've had a lot of success. There were a lot of dark days after the U.S. withdrawal. We've had some great successes in the past couple of days, and I can't wait to share those with you. If you want to stand with the most vulnerable people in the world at their greatest moments of vulnerability, then you want to be a partner with us. So go to thegreatcampaign.org, become a monthly donor. This episode has also been brought to you by my pillow, the best pillow in the world, and it can be yours with a great deep discount by using the code Jones. Go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener square. Put in the code Jones, and you get your deep discounts. Now, I, I don't want to go to the. I have to go to the dentist. Uh, I have to go to the dentist, and um, yeah. So that's there's that. No one likes the dentist. I love my dentist. No one likes to go to the dentist. But you know, I'm off to the dentist. And on that note, until next time, the Jason Jones Show. This has been the Jason Jones Show. Powered by Mudhouse Media.